Welcome to Movie Interrupted, the podcast that interrupts your day to talk movies. I'm Luke Ryan, and in today's episode, we'll be discussing the new mighty movie about to invade your children's toy collection, Paw Patrol, followed by a recommendation for you. But first, in movie news, Aquaman 2 is in trouble. Well, more trouble. Let's just say the last film of the old DCU is sinking fast, and it seems a life raft couldn't save it at this point. Aquaman 1 was released in 2018 starring Jason Momoa and was a fantastic hit, bringing in a decent amount of money at the box office considering it was about Aquaman. The film was quickly greenlit for a sequel called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This film has been riddled with problems, including the massive changes to the inner working of the DC Universe, enter James Gunn, the trial of Amber Heard and the backlash that came with it, and the standard problems that come with movies like this, etc. Overdoing production, overdoing budget and time restraints. Now, in the past week, reports are coming out that test screenings held of Aquaman 2 have been disastrous, with many viewers walking out of the film midway through. If you've seen the trailer for Aquaman 2, you get the sense Aquaman is now a family man, having a baby or an aqua baby. The trailer alludes to this, but test screening screening audiences are saying the scenes of aqua baby dying are just horrendous and are causing multiple viewers to just abandon the film and leave the theater. Will Aquaman 2 be able to fix the problem before the theater release or will it join the ranks of the failed Flash? Now to today's movie. If you have children under the age of 10, you know about the Paw Patrol, a crew of pups gifted transforming vehicles to help them protect the city they call home. Now Netflix has been running the first Paw Patrol film for a couple of weeks now, and it's been a constant thing in my house. So it was inevitable that we would go and see the sequel the first chance we got. In the new film Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie, A mad scientist drags a space meteor to Adventure City, which reveals magic crystals that grant the owners superpowers. The Paw Patrol gang get them and are powered up with new superpowers and vehicles to enhance their new abilities. The one thing I found about Paw Patrol, the first movie that we've seen on Netflix, and then this current film that we've seen at the box office, is that it's really easygoing television. At no point during the film did I go, "Mm, this wasn't right for my kids. At no point were they lost or bored. And it was a combination of things, including the simple storyline, the emotions the pups felt. They were able to easily identify the pups that they liked the best. And the transforming car sequences were just so eye-catching. Alongside with the needle drops of popular songs, it really made for an engaging film. Now, as an adult sitting in the cinema and watching this film, I was captivated by the visuals, the music, and the simple storyline as well. However, my logic brain goes to it and starts to go, why did this character do this? This didn't make sense. Hang on a second. You know, you try to put that adult filter on it. But if you just go in there going, this is just a visual thing to enjoy, you'll walk away um, enjoying the reaction your kids have with it and, and 
having a decent time yourself. Now, one of the most satisfying things that I found about this film was the cars that are constantly transforming and revealing new accessories and new abilities. In particular, Chase's car, who's the police dog, the way his car transformed, it was so fluid and cool. And even though logically you look at the car and go, well, where did that part come from and how did that part join in? It didn't really matter. It just looked cool. And kind of a juxtaposition to this feeling that I had is I watched Transformers Rise of the Beasts the day before I went and saw this with my kids. And that was such a snooze fest of a film. And the fact that there was so limited transformations in that film and all the transformations you saw were in darkness. It was so heavily darkened so they didn't have to spend all that money on um, the visual effects. Yet Paw Patrol were able to transform their cars and reveal all these multiple gadgets and things. And it, it just worked better. Doesn't that say a lot about a Transformers film that Paw Patrol looked better? <laughs> anyway, let's get to the mad scientist or the villains of the film. We have our standard villain, which is Mayor. Oh God, I cannot remember his name. The Mayor. Let's just call him that. The other main villain was a mad scientist by the name of Victoria Vance. Now, having just watched the first film on Netflix, I thought that they really missed an opportunity with this because in the first film, the mayor has a science character that he's constantly demoralizing and, and telling them that she's stupid and things like that. And this person looked exactly like the mad scientist in the sequel. Initially, I thought they were the same character, but then when I... I googled it later on at home, I realized, no, they just invented a brand new character. It was seemed like a massive um, missed opportunity there for a review and a connection between the two films. Another thing that I found a little weird, while I mentioned earlier in the podcast that the film was very age appropriate, there was a couple of things that I noticed that I'm just like, uh, okay, this has happened too many times now for it to be an accident. So the design of the mad scientist villain, Victoria Vance, was very interesting. If you Google her, you'll see what I mean. She's dressed in kind of a, a top. She's got kind of black Daisy Duke jeans. She's got fishnet stockings. And she's very hourglass, which is all fine. The problem I had was that the camera or, or the way they positioned the frames seemed to focus on her butt along a lot of the times. Every time she was walking away, the camera seemed to sit on her butt, which seemed to be really designed quite peachy is the best way to describe it. I, I noticed it the first time and I'm like, oh, that's weird that they've put that much detail there. And then it happened a second and a third time. And then finally there was a scene where she was bending down to talk to the one of the pups and the camera uh, swiveled to a side-on or like a diagonal side-on where you could literally see a peach. Like, it was too obvious for it to be an accident. And because it's animation, you know it's not an accident. But I found that really quite um, weird that that was in there. Overall, Paw Patrol's a bright and easy film to follow for your children with lots of popular music drops and adults will find themselves enjoying the time sharing the movie too. So check that out. Pups, get ready to launch. 
Now, speaking of Paw Patrol, I've got a recommendation for you. One of the catchy earworm songs from the latest Paw Patrol is Down Like That by Brian Tiller. It's a high-energy, easy-listening song that's actually really enjoyable to run to. Uh, The beats and the tempo changes really seem to work well with the pace I like to set on my morning runs. Now, that's Down Like That by Brian Tiller. Find it on Spotify or check out the music video via the link in our show notes. You've been listening to Movie Interrupted, a Tum Drum podcast. Learn more about the show at instagram.com slash tumdrummedia and see the other podcasts available now. I'm Luke Ryan, and thanks for listening. Bye.